This week on the Jock and Nerd Podcast, HBO Max has announced its launch date, and we go over some of the original content coming to the streaming service. Meanwhile, Netflix's stock is soaring, and Quibi is trying to keep up. Coronavirus takes down this year's San Diego Comic-Con, and film and TV productions are slowly restarting in Europe and Australia, but under new safety guidelines. Plus, a listener-sponsored review of the 2012 time travel movie Looper, and a whole bunch more, all in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Thursday, April 23rd, 2020. This is Jason Mewes, and for reasons best left between you and your therapist, you're listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. Snooch to the nooch. Check. Check one. All right. This is really fans out there. Let's give it up. Oh yeah, what's up? We're back. Hello, listener. How's it going? And welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast, where we give you comic book and superhero TV and movie news, reviews, and whatever we choose. Jock and Nerd. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the Jock. He's the Nerd. And joining us, of course, is the puppet that kind of looks like a young Bruce Willis. Like if you squint real hard, you make your eyes squinty. He looks like a real young Bruce Willis. But we call him Rug Boy. What's up, Rugs? Yippee Kaye, motherfucker. <laughs> That's right. Oh, shit. That would be a Bruce Willis line. Uh, that he has said in a movie. Well done to pick I up. I thought of it all by myself. Pick up on the theme. What's that weird thing on your face? I can't. Uh, it makes you look weird, Rugs. Oh, it's prosthetics. It's prosthetic and it's distracting. Look, we'll get into that. I'm jumping ahead. Guys, how are you hanging in there? What are we like? What is this? Week six, week seven of the fucking shelter? I think it's like five or six weeks. I, I've, I've lost track of time. And are it's, you are you going crazy? Uh, this is crazy. This is yes. crazy. This yeah. is crazy. Well, I'm, I'm, gonna get, I'm, I'm, I'm going a little bit crazy because there's nothing much has changed. There's still uncertainty here in Illinois. Pritzker just announced he's extending the shelter in place till the end of May. And everyone has to wear masks all the time. And I don't know. I don't I, know. I got to admit, I haven't really... I'm lucky in that my I still have my job and relatively rel- everyone's relatively healthy. Yeah, but I, still I've, gotten used, I've gotten used to the new normal. Yeah, I because of the movies most likely. Yeah, you adapt. You've been quickly. watching lots of movies. Yeah. yeah, a lot of fucking movies. It's good to adapt quickly in the in these times. Like you definitely need to be. I'm like jealous of Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> He's watching movies. He doesn't give a fuck. No, it's great. I'm about ready to give no more fucks. This uh, is going to keep going. I I did a Zoom Power Hour last week. Oh, how I was do one that? again. Yeah. Was, I got real drunk. Oh, oh man, I've done those things. Yeah. yeah, but um, are you letting like a beard grow? Your pubes? Anything? Like, yeah, anything, anything different? Long? Like, are you like doing any kind of Corona? <laughs> like, I, there's a whole thing of like women letting their leg hair and armpit hair grow out. I so I was letting my beard like I was going to grow a full on beard. And then after about five or six days, it, it wasn't connecting fully on the sides. So it was like a long mutton chop 
uh, goatee and then mustache, dirty mustache, and it just looked so dirty that I, I, I couldn't stand looking at it myself, so I had to shave <laughs> oh, it. Oh, You could grow facial hair? That's promising. That's good oh, to yeah. hear. With, within like five days, I almost had like a, almost kind of a, a full beard kind of thing going on. It's a just... I didn't like how I looked. I, I, listen, I, it, it made me it, that made me more depressed. I need a haircut, and I may just shave my fucking all my hair off. Just whatever. I, I just, know. Just, oh, why, why, what's the point? There's you, a, you especially, you're ready for it. Oh, you should go like bald, like yeah. with a bick. <laughs> I might have to because I can't. Uh, I'm not cutting my own hair. They don't sell if the Imran shaved anymore. off everything, even including his beard. He looked like Doctor Evil. No, <laughs> oh, yeah, and my. <laughs> And my eyebrows as well, like just everything, just smooth. <laughs> yeah, we got to get you a gray uh, like suit and a cat. <laughs> I'm going to do then that. You'd be Dr. You, you really, oh my God, you I really would look like I am going him. to work on my Halloween costume this year, which is going to be. Because you have absolutely no forehead, too. So your head, like, your head begins and ends at your eyebrows. Shave everything off and put a put a scar on. It'll be the most and accurate version. you have, you have version. no chin. You're Chins McMahon, One for sure. One billion dollars. I, I was, like it. I was uh, texting Imran pictures of himself from long ago this week. Did you yeah, see I, him had, I had long hair and I was all <laughs> gangly and it was very weird to see my college age self pop up back again. You were gangly? Well, I was, I don't yeah, know. He was skinny at <laughs> was one point. Gangly. What? Yeah. Yeah. Listen, when you don't eat and you just smoke cigarettes all day, yeah, that's what's going to happen. Oh, shit. That's, uh, so you you're get, still doing the cigarettes, yeah, not yeah. just to stop the eating. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but that was <laughs> still top. doing cigarettes, stop the eating. It was Great. like, it, listen, that was my college uh, body and now I'm firmly comfortable in this quarantine body that I've built for myself. Yeah, I'm very comfy. I think we're gonna stick with that and roll on through as the world is still on pause. All right. Pretty much any kind of uh, improvement I've done on myself is completely undone with this quarantine. It's gonna happen. What are you gonna do? I'm just a gelatinous. I'm like those fat people in Wally <laughs> that Everyone. never get out of the chairs. Everyone have a Twinkie social right now for the coronavirus. Everyone, hold up your Twinkie. And uh, let's get to the geek news, you bet. The Jock and Ned Podcast. Good thing this E-Win racing chair holds up to 400 pounds, listener. Get yours now. Use the code Jock and Nerd. Save 25%. It's been reinforced. <laughs> it's been reinforced. I love that he laughs his own jokes. <laughs> Somebody has to. I'm pathetic. What an ass. Uh, let's start with, here's the big news. We got a bunch of streaming war updates. Regarding streaming services, HBO Max has announced a launch date and kind of the shows they are going to launch with this thing will be out May 27th and will cost $14.99 a month. Oh, shit. Coming in at like the highest price point out of all these things. Uh, it's like that's like higher than the high end of Netflix where you get four screens. So they're, they, they're HBO, they're. Uh, they think they're premium. Uh, what's on this? Well, they're going to have shows like Friends, The Big Bang Theory. They got the exclusive streaming rights to South Park uh, and a bunch of other things. And, of course, you can expect all the DC Warner Brothers movies uh, and a bunch well, of other stuff. All the all the HBO stuff, right? Because Game of yeah, Thrones. Game of and Thrones, Sopranos, Sopranos yeah. your whole HBO catalog and more. And now, really, the important thing is when you're launching one of these, you want something new, right? You can't. Just have old stuff and launch a streaming service. They were going to launch with this Friends reunion, which is now completely canceled. They, you know, they couldn't shoot it. They postponed it. It's too late. They just, you know, that's not going to happen. But last fall, J.J. Abrams signed this uh, $250 million deal with Warner Brothers. And so he's got three shows 
uh, getting set to air on HBO Max. One of them is called Overlook, which is kind of a spinoff of The Shining, Overlook being the hotel. So it's going to be more stories in the Overlook Hotel, more crazy things. Bad Robot also brought you Castle Rock on Hulu, which is another like Stephen King universe show. There's a show called Duster, and this is most exciting for us. Uh, a Justice League Dark series from J.J. Abrams. Geek Boner. You know, based off the new 52 Justice League Dark of the team where you had Constantine, Zatanna, Deadman, maybe Swamp Thing jumps in there since they've had a Swamp Thing show. Um, but other cool DC stuff, Greg Berlanti, uh, you know, the guy who created the Arrowverse and currently has 20 shows on the air at once. He's doing a Green Lantern series. James Wan is producing... An Aquaman animated miniseries for them. Uh, there will be a Gremlins prequel. Anthony, were you ever into the Gremlins? No. No, is never. it animated or oh. is it is it or is it it's gonna be action? an animated prequel series, I believe. About Gizmo and the, the Chinese shop owner and how he found Gizmo, like back in China. Okay. Uh Anthony Gremlins is another one of those classic uh growing up with eighties movies. That uh, I don't know how much it holds up. It's probably still fun. Rugs, do you think he would like the Gremlins? I love the Gremlins. I still love Gremlins. So, I mean, for the fact that in the eighties you had that kind of puppetry and you had like the the animatronics and the, the creatures, like now we have fucking CG. We can do anything. But back in the day, to make a cute little Mogwai, like we have Baby Yoda now, but we had. We had a Mogwai. Yeah, all animatronic. He was so cute. It was, it was amazing. Lots of great movement. Yeah. Uh, so are, I think that that's a feat of, uh, uh, of what is it, Stan Winston that did that shit? Yeah, or, probably. I, I might be wrong. It's either Stan Winston or some other, Rick Baker or one of those. Fuckers. That's a great show to get families. They got another great family thing. Uh, a couple more great family shows. New Looney Tunes cartoons. Oh, shit. Like, I'm talking Bugs has, like, a cell phone, and he's making streaming TV jokes. Eh, I don't know. Uh, you know, the classic Looney Tunes are great. Mel Blanc, the amazing voice actor, long long since passed away, but they're they're still doing the voices. I thought that was interesting. And then for Sesame Street, they're doing uh, a late-night-type talk show with Elmo with guests <laughs> and interviews and all the Sesame Street characters, kind of like a late-night version of Sesame Street. I thought that was super clever. It's super cute. It's called. Like, I might check that out. It's called Not Too Late Night with Elmo, and it's total like talk show style. Hmm. Uh, and then Rug, I would like to host a, a, a late late. I think Rugs should have. You should have one on HBO Max. You should have the Rugs late night talk show. Would, sure, would be awesome. I, I have something from HBO Max. What else? That I'm not seeing on there. Yeah, I'm just looking at their Wikipedia. Yeah, which is the most reliable source on of the internet. Of course, it is. Anybody can. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what if this means anything. Maybe Rugs could chime in. HBO Max will also host a variety of Japanese anime Ooh. by way of Crunchyroll. Oh, oh yeah, they got Crunchyroll. They got content. tons of shit on Crunchyroll. Um, let me just do a quick Google on Crunchyroll. Uh, what they have, and I could tell you if it's anything good. So they're gonna fold in this whole anime platform onto this service. Like they're promising ten thousand hours of content, and uh, there's gonna be a lot of shit. To watch. Absolutely. So let's see what they got. Let's see. They got Attack on Titan. Well, that's good. Full mm. Metal Alchemist, One Punch Man. Those are all Whoa. good. My Hero Academia is really good. Death Note, One Piece, Naruto. Oh, I've heard of all of those. So there's, a, I mean, they're all like top shelf shows that These everybody all, watches. all on Netflix too, I believe. Yeah. So they're basically like, like 
cornering, they can't corner that market. They also have uh, the same stuff. Yeah. And maybe some more different things that Netflix does. They have. might have some exclusive. But yeah, all these things that Warner Brothers owns now, they can roll into here. Also, Dune Patrol season two is going to be on HBO Max. And Rugs, there's going to be a Dune TV show. Oh, shit. Dune the Sisterhood. Uh, it's a. Well, this is about the Gen- Bene Gesserits. Companion series uh, centering on the, the women. Jesuits? Women, yes, the women of Bene Gesserit as they navigate the political framework of the Imperium. Well, the- the Bene Gesserit are like these, okay, uh, not to get like the full Dune effect, but basically Dune is about human beings like way in the future after we've conquered space. And um, they find this thing called the spice. It's almost like space Coke. Oh, fun. And you ingest it and then it, it, it triggers in certain people, it triggers like abilities. And there's a sisterhood of women that have honed this, Use of the spice and there and to kind of bring out these abilities to kind of be like these like uh, oracles or whatever you want to call it. They can see things that other people can't see, and it's like this crazy mysterious order of women that kind of like pulls the strings of all the people politically in Dune. Ooh! So it could be interesting. It's like basically like they're superhuman women that I, like a society of women that kind of fucking like like almost like a pre uh, not a proud say a priesthood, but like a, like something like that, like. This Dune shit is so crazy. The show will be from Denis Villeneuve, who's doing the new movie. Um, I got, but apparently every time you talk about Dune rugs, I feel like everyone just cops stuff from Dune and puts it in different things. Well, Dune is like this huge. It's like a ton of books. It spans like all this time, like thousands of years, and it, the generations of these families they, they're feuding with each other. Uh, it's like time. It's dense, like Game of Thrones. Yeah, it's pretty crazy, and it's, like, old as fuck, and it's just very thick with, with like, ideas. So um, I think it's – people have been fucking borrowing it from, from Dune and John Carter or, yep, or Princess yep, of Mars are yep. the two most copied or influential books, I think, of modern sci-fi. And Lord of the Rings to some degree. Yeah, Lord of the Rings as well. That Yeah, yeah. that's also so, true. So, Anthony, let me ask you this. Yeah, we've seen a bunch of these streaming services now pop up in the past yeah. few months. Uh, what do you think about this launch content? And could this possibly give Disney Plus a run for its money? We'll, we'll see. I think it can. I think Disney Plus is so niche. Like, it, although it, it's obviously widespread in terms of a lot of people like it, it is still aimed at kids. Whereas this is trying to aim at everything. Yeah. Um. I feel like this is the one to watch. Yeah, I, I I'm looking at the trailer right now just from HBO Max. I'm like, oh, oh this is a lot going on here. Um, I am curious. I did read something from Netflix where they were like, yeah, our stock prices are up, but we ah, actually expect yes. to take a hit yeah. because eventually all the original content we have, all, like these stream platforms are an advantage in that they film all their shows at once. Right. So they can release a bunch of shit. But he's like, they're like, eventually we're not going to have any more original content until this going to. Yeah. yeah. So like HBO Max, you're announcing all these things that are original. I'm wondering how much of that is still in conception phase and if any of these are actually finished. Well, just think about this, all right? So, yes, Netflix is a big fucking giant, right? They have been fucking spending money saying, okay, here, make shows for us, right? HBO is making shows anyway. For themselves. They've been pumping out content for years, they know and there's always going to be something coming from HBO. There's always going to, and now they just have the reason to make more. So 
And not only that, but they have a revenue stream of people that are not going to have the app and that are still going to be paying for HBO. So they have funding coming in for these shows yeah. already. Yeah. It's built in. So I feel like, like, I, I mean, Disney doesn't really, I mean, even though Disney has like the Disney channel, like there's no like Disney movie channel where you watch like Marvel movies and stuff. There's not really something like that. HBO has that content already and they have years of it backlogged. They have Warner Brothers in there. So I really think that this is the app to watch. This is the thing that you might want to get if you um, want to, like, really round out your possibilities. I'm hoping that it, it is what lives up to what it could be. And, you know, uh, you know, everything from HBO, you know it's going to be really good. It's always a certain level of quality, certain standards. I, I would say that, like, yes, I agree that HBO... And I, I do, I do agree. Like, I am actually like pretty hyped that this is a really cool app that's going to have a lot of different content. But what HBO has done is, yes, they they've always produced really high quality shows, but they're attaching their name to a lot of stuff that isn't very high quality. Yeah, like now. Fresh Prince of Bel Air, which is high quality. But I'm like, this uh, I now mean, falls under HBO. Look at like any of the WB, uh, yes, CW all stuff, like that stuff. Yes. So you, you know, you're yeah. you're attaching. I'm not. I wouldn't expect HBO quality out of every single original thing that's produced on here. No, I'm sure that there's tears. Like yeah. there's going to be like the bullshit that you're getting, and then but then there's going to be like the top tier stuff. Well, then you've kind of fall into that trap that Netflix is kind of stuck in. Is like they have really high end expensive stuff, and then a lot of like cheap middle range bottom budget. Just throw it at the wall, see if it sticks to sort through. I think the real comparison here is not HBO Max versus like Disney Plus, yeah. but you have Netflix, which yeah. is the king right now. Yeah. You have the Disney conglomerate. So I would go Disney, Hulu, and ESPN yeah. Plus as yep. another yep. tier. Yep. Yep. And then HBO Max is trying to bump up to get up against that. Those two things. Yeah. yeah. I think this HBO Max is setting itself up to more be like a Netflix than like a niche thing that Disney has set up. Well, like you have the the WB and all of their... The shit, all of them, they, they're pumping out real movies, the WB, right? They have Legendary. Yeah. They have all of these fucking companies. So that's all going to get rolled in. They they have like real deal. Like Netflix only has its own movies now, which mm-hmm. are debatably okay, but like not like. So this know. is Warner Brothers kind of controlling their product from yeah. from end to end. You know, they. Will we? You get the app? I'm, you know, I am going to get the I app. I think yeah. we should get it for I think we the should. show. Absolutely. Yeah. Because this is, it's a robust catalog. I really do think you're right, Rugs. Like, this is going to be a huge I'm already launch. paying for HBO Go. Right. So I'm going to cancel that yeah, yes. the minute that this comes out and get that instead. And then I'll, I, I won't be paying anything extra. That's the thing. I may cancel my HBO off my Comcast cable and just yeah. get this, which is everything. I, it would be great if we could just port it over. I, I don't understand why the WB is not going, okay, if you have a DC Universe account, if you have a WB HBO account, you're all grandfathered in. Well, because right? they're still co- – yeah, oh, it should be. And then, yeah, you still got the comic books to read over there. But no, I think this is going to be a hit. It's got enough for everyone. Like you said, Anthony's got great maybe family Maybe if you have a DC, DC's like 4 bucks. Maybe you pay the $10 difference or whatever. I don't understand why – Maybe they will. Why don't they just jet send HBO Go? Like, why would you? There's too many apps now. They got the Now and the Go, and they just need to kill all of those, clear it out, replace them there, with HBO Max. That is the biggest problem with this, yeah. is that there's too much market confusion yeah. with their name on all different things and WB kind of putting their fingers in too many different pools. So they got to streamline this shit. Possibly HBO's name getting diluted, like 
you've talked about Anthony with you know questionable content. So we'll see what happens. May twenty seventh. I'm excited. We will get uh we'll get a, a, a subscription for the the show here. We'll let you know how it's going. Listener, let us know if you're excited about HBO Max. Join our Facebook group, Jock and Nerd Nation. It's an exclusive closed group just for you. You can hang out with us with our other listeners. Lots of fun in there. Anthony, you mentioned Netflix's stock price, right? So I was following yeah. this story. Uh, first of all, they said they had their biggest quarter with nearly 16 million new subscribers. Oh, shit. Signing on, which makes a lot of sense. Everybody's at home. I want you to check the Netflix stock and the Disney stock because last time I checked it, there was a huge, crazy uh, difference. Netflix stock currently... $426. That's pretty fucking high. Disney is at $101. Oh, shit. So Netflix has been riding a little bit of a high being worth more than Disney for a while. Uh, this is good. What does this mean? Well, there's just more new stuff for you to watch on Netflix. That's just a plainest day thing. You got you get Disney. If, if you have a kid or you have someone that wants to watch Disney movies, you're great. We've already seen all the Marvel movies 10 times. There's yes. really nothing new for us to yeah, see there. Yeah. So, and they do have a little bit of new programming, but it's coming in drips and drabs. Like you got the Mandalorian, you got some new episodes of this and that, but like, that's it. That's what's frustrating is I'm sitting here waiting. Netflix for... is just pounding out stuff all yeah. the time. Yeah. They, so this week, I think uh, tomorrow as we record, there's this movie written by Joe Russo, produced by the Russo brothers and Chris Hemsworth, starring Chris Hemsworth called Extraction. Uh, an action flick, and it sounds like uh, it's, I thought it was about going to the dentist. It's not. It's not a dental extraction. No. Extraction. But I've read some of the early reviews, and it sounds like it's just like a fun turn your brain off, uh, like action movie with lots of shooting. Well, the Netflix movies don't necessarily have to be good because you no. don't have to leave your house. Yeah, so you're just like fuck it, I put it on. I mean, you can show me stuff like Six Underground and Spencer Confidential all day long. It's just you know whatever. It's there. It's fun. It doesn't have to be great. Mm-hmm. It is entertaining, but I'm kind of, I can't, I, I, does that get you interested in extraction, Anthony, the Russos, Hemsworth back together? Yeah, kind of. I might watch it. This is on Netflix? It is a Netflix movie oh. that will be out when the show. But it's the posts. Russos producing, right? Yeah. So I'm not as excited. Yes. They didn't direct it, but Joe wrote it and uh, mm. they're just producing. So yeah. of course they're really leaning heavily into that in the market. From the guys that bought you Infinity War, here's extraction on Netflix. Um, but I'll watch uh, Hemsworth sh- fucking shoot some guns. Why not? So Netflix doing big. Uh, meanwhile, Quibi claims to have hit 2.7 million app downloads. And now they're going to add the ability to send it to your Apple TV or to Chromecast. Which I don't know about Quibi. I think some of the shininess is wearing off on me. I'm already off. You're over Quibi? I may be. Anthony, have you watched anything else on the Quibi? No, I haven't. And not because I don't think the quality is there. I just I have no interest in watching shit on my phone. I, th- I th- And I think especially now that you're at home when you can watch it on a TV, it kind of makes it a little bit harder to justify why am I just watching this alone just for me. Here's what I think is interesting. The HBO Max marketing and the logo, it's white on a purple background, just like Quibi. Oh, shit. I don't know why. There, I don't know if that was done on purpose. I will say Quibi has my new favorite show that I've discovered. It's called Let's Roll by this dude, Pete Greenhand. Oh, you told me about yes. that, right? Yes, it's amazing. Uh, it's uh, it, Pete Greenhand is a joint rolling artist. 
He is a cannabis rolling master artist. So every episode he has a celebrity come over, he gets to know him, and then he makes him this fucking crazy smokable creation out of rolling papers and marijuana. What a huge waste of time. For, and it's Let's fucking, smoke this. I just took three hours to make it. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> the first episode, Hannibal Burris goes to visit him and they smoke and he's talking about Chicago and deep dish pizza. So this dude makes an eight slice deep dish pizza out of rolling papers, actual size filled with weed. Each slice is smokable. The cheese on top is like the dab uh, marijuana goo oil. He uses that on top and you could take the slice and fucking light the, the small end of the tip and I smoke it. I can't think of a more stupid waste of time. Yeah. I'm like, what waste of people's talent and time sitting around making weed things you could smoke it's a that huge, are look like things. It's a huge waste of marijuana because he dumps like shit tons of weed in there just in this creation. You know, all that's not getting smoked. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm an idiot, but like what <laughs> Anthony, I'll check out that show. You'll learn something. What show? <laughs> Let's roll on Quibi. On Quibi, which I don't know if I'm going to continue paying for. Well, you're not paying for it right now. I'm not right now, but after the three month trial, I was just looking at like HBO, like they because they have an FAQ, and it's like, what's going to happen to HBO Go, HBO like stuff on demand? Yeah, what are they? It's super confusing. HBO Now subscribers who subscribed through HBO Now Uh and are billed directly through HBO will also get access to Warner Media's offering HBO Max. Okay. HBO will remain a, a standalone brand and service and will continue to feature award-winning services and movies. HBO Max is the new offering. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't it doesn't know. seem like it makes any sense. So if you have I, HBO I, now, you you get HBO Max? Let me read it again because I don't really understand <laughs> it. HBO Now subscribers who subscribe through HBO now.com are billed directly through HBO. Yeah. will also get access to Warner Media's offering HBO Max. Okay. So I guess if you have HBO now that's billed through HBO, you will have HBO Max. You're paying right? them directly. But what ha- what about it doesn't say anything about HBO Go here because we have HBO Go, right? And isn't that through like the cable your cable box and your oh, cable right. provider? HBO now is through the cable box, but God, HBO is- Go is the separate you <laughs> don't have to get through HBO. Confusing. Uh, Wait, fun. what do we have? HBO Go is is not is not tied into our cable. No, I think that's the app you pay for separately. Imran, you the one. You, I, I think I use yours. What do you have? Do you? <laughs> I think I yeah. think I think Go is I I think Go is the companion to the HBO that you're paying for in cable. And I think now is paying it, them directly. Is is like you're paying them directly to you're not having you don't have a cable company. You're just paying for HBO. Okay, so now. Anthony, if you're using mine, it is the one where I pay the cable company and then they pay HBO. So it's go, right? To take it with you. So you would call your cable company, cancel HBO. Yes. On your cable. Yes. And then side jerk up, off. Yeah. Then <laughs> call, and then you would go into the w- website. And then you would get HBO Max. It's clear the other play, HBO wants to be paid directly and not through the cable providers because they probably get to keep more of it, obviously. I wonder how many devices HBO Max will. Oh, four? Four. It should be four. A lot of these are four. Four. Netflix can do more. Hulu, I think, is four. Four on the floor. So, man, a lot lot of streaming shit to watch. Uh, Now for some bad uh, pandemic, more cancellation news. San Diego Comic-Con officially 
canceled. That's oh, the big shit. one. That's the big one. It will resume next year. Never happened ever. First time in 50 years. 51 years. Last year was the 50th uh, San Diego convention. And Anthony, I'm glad you went in 2011 because it may not come back. I've never been. I've never been either. <laughs> I've we never said been. If this is dead, how big is this, Anthony? Like, we're not going to be getting. Well, we can still get trailers. It's no G Fest, I'll tell you that. It's, it's not. not, it's not how big is it? What do you how mean? Big like, is how the big disappointment? is disappointment? I mean, it's at this point, it's just we're just shooting like gut punches every day, or we're just throwing yeah. gut punches every day. At this yeah. point, I'm like numb to any. It's true. Summer is basically canceled. You can't have 135,000 people gathering in San Diego in July. That is just not. Well, not especially with how happening right now. Cleanly or not, these people <laughs> are. Yes. There's also <laughs> the question of the co- convention goers' cleanliness. Yes. Like, I'm imagining, like, the summer being like these bubbles. Like, they'd set up these gigantic bubbles, and then you, you test to go in, and you can't leave. And only everybody who's in there has been tested, and you can just go hang out with your bubble people. mates. Yeah. Your bubble mates. Your other bubble mates. It's just bubbles all over but the country. But it's like a resort. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think they will still like? Is there is there even any point in still releasing trailers and footage from upcoming movies like you were going to plan just online? I guess you might as well. Yeah, I guess. I mean, you still have to build hype, but I just don't know when things will be able to be released. Like, I don't know. I'm such a pessimist. Like, th- there's obviously a trend of like, if you, especially in my area in New York, where things are starting to plateau and descend. But I don't want to get my hopes up that shit's going to be normal again. Yeah. So I'm just like, in my mind, I'm like, everything's canceled. Everything should be canceled. And that way I could just not like, because like, I want to basically, I want to like, I got my foot on the coronavirus's windpipe (laughs) and I'm not going to like take a chance. And if I let my foot up off of it, that it's going to get back up. I want to make sure I crush the life out of it. Yeah. Stomp it down. And that, and so I just have to assume that that way. And I think that's the attitude that we all have to kind of be like when something like this, when like, you know, San Diego gets shut down or G-Fest is going to hopefully be canceled, which is hasn't yet. But like wow, all these conventions yeah. are, that are getting canceled, you just got to accept it and be like, okay, look, it's, it's always next year. And then we'll, we'll reconvene and rebuild again. Listen, so. the Rona sets the schedule. So we're just following the Rona <laughs> yeah. schedule. I mean, even like these movie releases and even, I mean, just anything but sports and yeah, yeah. these movie releases that have been pushed to the fall. Yeah. I mean, it, it is April. So this is, there is some time. So I can, I can preface with that, but are people without a, like a, a vaccine or a cure, are people going to want to go to movie theaters and like, I mean, I'm, sit next to people. That's the thing. It's like, even in November, if black widow, like if we get a superhero movie this year and it's black widow in November, do I, why, am I going to be, are we going to sidebar real quick? Sure. All right. So how social, I mean, what's the most contact that you're having? Are you going outside? Are you like going in places? Like you're going to the store with people in the store, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I go to I try to go to the store during the day, like on mm-hmm. weekdays, so yeah. not necessarily peak hours. And yeah, then the other yeah. that's the only contact I have. Other than that, I've ordered takeout and called ahead. So and you're not in. like working out, running outside, or anything. I've I've walked, I've worked out outside. Yeah, we've but taken the dogs for walks. That's but your dis- safe. distance. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and so then- relatively, like, so sitting in a theater in an enclosed gigantic space, like with people, like. 10 feet apart from you is 
is that unrealistic or like- it's not even that all the you know if you had people and they maybe like blocked out seats so that you had some distance yeah i guess i'd still be cautious because like i don't know who sat in these seats before me and inevitably i'm gonna sit in these seats and then rub my eye like i think think about like not touching your face for three hours that's, you can't do yeah it. that's really hard there's ventilation issues the air gets yeah, you pushed take around a piss. right yeah yeah I don't know. I don't That's know. That's true. Touch stuff. It's going to take it's a while. Made this, it's made people super paranoid. Yeah. Yeah. They're and, not even getting on a plane. Like, I mean, that's like an enclosed fucking ass space. I know. I know now for sure. I will never get on a goddamn cruise ship. I already was not a cruise ship. I was like, I'm not getting on one of those fucking floating germ cities. And now <laughs> I will never get on a fight. Like the last one just came into port like this week. It had been out there this whole time because they were like around the world tour. They couldn't get it back in. It was like the last cruise ship out there, but fuck cruise ships. Uh, but look, back to San Diego, like you said, all these things are pushed back. So even if you're releasing footage and trailers for movies that are all have all been pushed back, it's it's uh it's it's nobody's gonna care. More movies pushed back. Uh DC and Warner Brothers has pushed back the Batman. The Batman was supposed to open next year in June 2021. They've pushed that to October 2021. So it was already over a year away. Wow. Yeah. So they moved it back four months. Maybe this well, because will... they probably haven't finished filming it. Yeah. So they anticipate needing more time for production. And then the flash is actually moving up one month. It was uh, from July. 20- That's flash? not going to happen. Yeah, 2022, July to Because that June. movie's not happening. That dude choked out a chick. Yeah, that's probably. Iceland. So <laughs> he may not be the flash anymore. And I should... mean, how do you even get back to like filming? I, well, okay. I'm glad you asked me that because I found Yo, some, you have an answer. I found some interesting articles about what's happening in uh, Europe and Australia that may uh, be an example how to restart. It's very weird. So film production is restarting in Sweden and Denmark under new rules. First of all, Sweden never even went under lockdown. Oh, shit. They managed to suppress the spread just by people fucking staying at home and listening. They just said, build some Ikea furniture. Yeah, everyone was home doing Ikea furniture. They didn't have to close businesses uh, and yet managed to slow the spread. But the the guidelines are like uh, only maximum 50 people on set. There's going to be a six feet uh, distance for interior shoots. Everyone needs room. The, forget about shooting big crowd scenes. Uh, forget about, uh, shooting outside. I think in some things, uh, there's, uh, rules. There are no official rules regarding kissing or sex scenes or, or stuff like that, but they'll probably, they don't recommend it. Uh, and in Australia, this I found was really interesting. Australia has the first English language show back in production very soon. It's Australia's neighbors. Uh, but they also, have they've divided the studio space into quadrants. They say no more than a hundred people a day in any area. And they're breaking everything off into quadrants so that people stay in their quadrants. There's a nurse on set. Everyone will have their temperatures checked. Male actors will have no makeup. Female actors will not be touched up. No physical contact between actors, including kissing, holding hands or intimate scenes. Actors also practicing social distancing with camera trickery used to make them look closer together. And there will be no outside extras with crew members already on set doubling as background performers. Uh, I just, I don't like it. I don't know if this is going to work. I, I don't, don't like know. it because you're, oh, you're, shit. The, the filmmaking is like, 
you're really limiting. Yeah, you're limiting the, the, the creativity the, yes, of what you absolutely. can do on screen. Absolutely. And now everyone's going to have to worry about, you know, are we distance enough? Is this safe? Can I touch? Like it's, I don't know. How do you, I mean, how do you film a scene where it's supposed to be a romantic scene yeah, or someone's supposed to be that. intimate? That's yeah. stupid. You can't have a crowd. You can't have like an exterior scene with a bunch of people close together. No, that's not going to work. Uh, his, oh, so catering. So remember we talked to Blotty and he talked about how somebody gets sick on set, they go to catering and then everybody fucking gets it. Uh, yeah. In Sweden and Denmark, as far as catering on set, the rule book said buffets and coffee stations are not permitted. All meals must be served as single serving portions and sit down meals will be split into two seatings of 20 minutes. Mass will also be provided. Um, you know what was the craziest thing? I went to the Mariano's the other day. You're talking about where we're going. I'll go to like one grocery store. And during, before this, during work, I would go to the Mariano's every day to get fucking lunch at the fucking salad bar and the hot bar. And I go there today and just the concept of, we used to have food just out in the open. Oh, shit. Just like in the air, people sneezing all over and nobody gave a shit. Now everything is like, they still have the hot bar and everything's packaged in there. But I was like, I think salad bars are probably dead for good. Like, how can you ever? They should be. Right? Isn't that kind Fucking of, gross. Isn't that a weird thing to think that we had salad bars and nobody thought anything Look, was wrong? the restaurant in- industry is gross, period. <laughs> if you knew what was going on back there, you would never eat at a restaurant. Sorry to ruin it for everyone. Well, look, on the plus side, our air is getting cleaner a little bit and uh, nature's coming back. So Yeah, I and mean, there's there's dolphins in Lake Michigan. It's great. What? Life will what find a way. Doing? Life will always find a way. <laughs> the dinosaurs are coming back. It's amazing. Oh, shit. This COVID is just re- returning everything. Uh, also, last bit of news. Anthony, remember we talked about Sam Raimi, Doctor yeah. Strange? He officially confirmed that he is directing. Unreal. That's unbelievable. That's awesome. I can't that wait. That is pretty cool. I can't wait to see his brother, Ted Raimi, in there. And uh, Bruce, we'll, uh, Bruce Campbell. Who is that? Bruce, Bruce Campbell. Campbell? Yeah. I was going to say, is he going to be in it? Bruce Campbell's got to have a role, and you got to have Sam Raimi's car in there, and there's got to be like a point of view shot that's tracking someone's face and all that stuff. I think it's going to be great. Spider-Man cameo? Spider-Man, sure. Why not? Sure. They were pals. Like they were pals in the comics. So, anyways, that's the crazy world of a uh, pandemic this week. Uh, let's take a quick break here. We'll come back and review a really trippy time travel movie right after this. Transmission commencing. This is Wookiee Radio. Translated for the Wookiee Affair. I like that Wookiee. Your hosts, Ken, Derek, and Mike, bring you the latest news and commentary from the far reaches of the galaxy. Uh, hold it. Hold it. I said hold it. Subscribe today on iTunes and Stitcher. I just assumed it's a Wookiee. Start listening today. And remember, the Force will be with you, always. Hi, I'm Eric. And I'm Aisla. And together we are the hosts of the Bicurian Podcast. Bicurian is our answer to the polarizing culture we live in. Tired of feeling under siege and looking for ways to get involved? Then come be a part of a different way of thinking. Everything from politics to geek culture to current events that polarize us as a society. We explore multiple ways of looking at things. Please check us out at Bicurian.com and follow us on your favorite social media platform of choice. Yeah, listener, if you've been enjoying the show, 
you like what we do here. We're making you laugh. We're keeping you company uh, during the pandemic here. Uh, join our fan club. Visit jockandnerd.com slash Patreon and join this awesome exclusive community. Uh, you can support the show. And for as little as a dollar a month, everyone gets bonus content uh, and early access to these shows and an exclusive podcast feed. But we've got more Corona binge reports being oh, posted yeah. every week. Several movie reviews. It's just the litany of movies. Anthony, what'd you file this week? Well, you posted Snowpiercer. Yes, we have a lost binge report that was from late March, and it's lost because I forgot to post it. Yeah, so that's Damn. there. Yes, it's up now. So far, we're recording this on Thursday, April 23rd. I've done Moneyball, 500 Days of Summer, Endings, Beginnings, Birdman, Boyhood, well, and uh, I just recorded before the show. I'm sure it'll be up by the time the show posts. Uh, Silver Linings Playbook. Silver Linings nice. Playbook. So the, seen everything except for Endings, Beginnings. I haven't seen Endings, Beginnings. Endings, Beginnings just came out like a week ago. Yeah. Not good. Don't watch no. it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it never was on my radar. Uh, it's a, it's, the movie is, was, is with Sebastian Stan um, and Shailene Woodley and another Fifty Shades of Grey guy. Yeah. But the movies, the whole concept is the movie's almost completely improvised. Oh, really? That, that's, that's and what, that usually ends up not working too well if you're not uh, movies, good at the end. The movie was not good. Some, one of my that's... friends recommended it to me, and I was like super pumped to watch it. I'm like, this is a new movie. No one's seen it. I can review it, be one of the first to review it. And I was like, this fucking sucks. Fuck that show. God Fuck that show. Great, good tip Yowzers. there. So what's on the menu that's coming up? Um, Anthony, sorry. <laughs> um, so I'm, I think I'm going to stick with like these 2010s Oscar nominated movies. Ah. So like maybe the Hurt Locker, Zero Dark Thirty, Twelve Years a Slave. Those are all kind of rolling around. Shape of Water, Pan's oh, Labyrinth, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Those are great. Okay. You warmed up uh, with JGL in the 500 Days of Summer. So we got you warmed up with the Joseph. Have you guys seen these movies? That I just uh, the I've ones seen that every. I've, I've seen everything. The ones that I did the reports on. Except for the beginnings one, oh, I have, really? I've seen them all. Yeah, I've only seen Moneyball, uh, Bert and Birdman. Birdman. I, I like Boyhood. I heard is is Boyhood good? Because I heard how I he liked sh- it because it was just a feat of filming. Like he had to literally film it every year. Twelve years. Richard Linklater shoots this movie. Twelve years. You see this guy grow up. Uh, have you seen it? I've Remember? not seen it. It is kind of trippy. To see the kid grow up. Yeah, like this. It's not. I feel like that's actor. interesting in it, of yeah, itself, yeah. and then. The performances, Ethan Hawke's always great, and so is Patricia Arquette. They're they're both great in the movie. Uh, the kid is—I don't know if he's the greatest actor, but like that's besides the point. I think that it's just it, it's worth watching just for that. I think, but it's, yeah. you got to find someone who could be like, I'm going to come back every year for twelve years. That's cool. I feel with like you. Birdman's the type of movie I'm would. Really I like. love Birdman. I've seen that. I one. like Birdman Fucking too. Birdman. One continuous shot, yeah. just like 1917, about Michael J. Yeah. Uh, Michael, Michael Keaton. Keaton yeah. yeah, it's like Michael oh. Keaton actually. I almost being said Michael J. Fox. Michael J. Fox. It's like a meta Batman movie. You know, we yeah, got it's, Keaton in there. Birdman's fucking, that's a weird movie. I love that. Me. I thought that movie was great. I mean, Moneyball, I thought was really good, too. Moneyball's great. Yeah, great sports movie. I liked Silver Linings Playbook, too, for early preview All right. on what I liked. It's good. I like that. I enjoyed that as well. Did you ever see the uh, the Lady Gaga movie? Stars Born? That's on the list. Okay. You know, it's actually a really good movie. I thought, I was like, oh, this is actually pretty good. I liked it. The song annoyed me for a while, but then it won me over. I've, I've been noticing that like a lot of these Oscar nominated films are either period pieces yeah, or a lot yeah. of like drama. Yeah. 
Not a ton of action. Biopics. No, sometimes. it's none of these are action. No, it's no. never going to be an action movie. <laughs> because, well, the, the whole point of these movies is to to kind of work on the the script and like dialogue, yeah. and feeling and emotional power of things and action. Kind of, it, there's a lot of tricks to it, right? You know, it's almost like a lot of flash. You look over here, so it it, it kind of gets away with a lot of stuff. You know, they like crazy. movies about the human condition. I, I'm de- I'm debate. I'm still like figuring out if action movies deserve to get nominated or not. I'm still trying to f- figure out. Or do what- they deserve their own category? No, I wouldn't say they deserve their own category. It depends. If like if an action movie has enough of the actor in it, doing going through different emotional journeys, and it it can. I mean, Saving Private Ryan could be an as an action film. That's and it true. Could be. Well, it, but it's also that they love the period pieces. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, check all that out on our Patreon page, listener. Jogginger.com yeah, rugs slash Patreon. Devs. Sign up. Yeah. And then Rugboy has uh, the whole series first season review on devs on Hulu rugs. Imran, what have you done, though? I haven't done shit. Okay. Well, you post I'm, everything. But make I'm this going show. to post uh, sometime soon my review of uh, Sonny Chiba's The Street Fighter. Ooh, that's good. Oh God, <laughs> fucking amazing! I can post. I didn't. I haven't done it yet. Uh, but host Bong Joon Ho's movie. Oh, you watched the it? host? Yes, it's on Netflix. Oh, I love it. Uh, so I will do a Corona binge report on that. Talking nerd. There you go. Rug, rug, I'll plug it again though. Rugs's breakdown of how he yes. breaks down movies. It's very good. Very good. It really made me think about how I sh- should break down films. So. That's worth really? signing up yeah. to alone. Absolutely. I feel like that's way too much praise for that. Uh, Very good. Uh, you did good. You did Very good. good. Yeah. You did, you good, did kid. good. You did, you did good. good. Wow. Uh, let's get into this week's movie review. Speaking of action movies, there's some action in here. It's a science fiction film. It's called Looper from 2012. Here is your spoiler alert. Sun's down into your eyes. It's too strange. Your face looks backwards. Yeah. So do you know what's going to happen? You've done all this already? As me? I don't want to talk about time travel. Because if we start talking about it, then we're going to be here all day talking about it, making diagrams with straws. We both know how this has to go down. I can't let you walk away from this diner alive. This is my life now. I earned it. You had yours already. So why don't you do what old men do? And die. Why don't you just take your little gun out between your legs and do it? Boy. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? <laughs> do I have a choice? Do I, can I no, leave? No, you cannot leave. Oh, fuck. Sorry. Well, you have Only, to stay. Oh, you have to stay. The listener can leave if it's they want. The rules. We warned them. Uh, also, if you join our Patreon for $10 a month or more, listener, you get a chance to force us to watch and review any movie. And this is one of those occasions. This review of Looper, dedicated to, sponsored by Jose Ibarra. Jose. Remember, we we heard him from about him last week. He increased his support last week. We can't thank you enough. This is his second pick because he's been with us for twenty three months. Oh shit, Jose! Thank you so much. His first pick was Willow. Oh, with damn Warwick. That was because Davis. I didn't know who Warwick yes, Davis that was your fault. or that he was in any other movies other than Leprechaun. That was your fault, Anthony. We got yeah. that movie. And you can listen to that episode 290. So this is Jose Ibarra's second pick here, Looper. And since he increased recently to the $30 a month tier, he gets a t-shirt. Talking nerd. 
It's on the way. He's already picked it out. So ye can't thank Jose enough. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. Looper made in 2012. This movie on Rotten Tomatoes, 93%. High Ooh. scores. Average rating 8.1 out of 10. Uh, this movie was made for about $30 million and finishes worldwide box office of $176 million. Not bad uh, return there. This movie written and directed by, you've heard of this guy, Ryan Johnson. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Every uh, Star Wars fanboy's favorite director. Uh, but he also recently did Knives Out, which is a really good movie. And he did The Last Jedi. But this was the movie he did right before The Last Jedi. Way back in 2012. Didn't do uh, another movie until... So he did three episodes of Breaking Bad in between and three really good episodes. He did the fly and Ozymandias rugs. Uh, so he, yeah, I mean, he's got talent. He's not like not talented. He's got the chops. This is also his, uh, the Looper was his third movie following Brick and the Brothers Bloom. And I believe Brick had Joseph Gordon Levitt in it, who also stars in this movie. Star right. Joseph Gordon Levitt, uh, and Bruce Willis as older. That's Joseph Gordon Levitt? JG, what? You didn't know? Too much prosthetic on his face? You thought it was young Bruce Willis? <laughs> yes. You think they de-aged Bruce Willis for the first half of the movie? Oh. Uh, JGL, really? Bruce, Bruce Willis playing older version of the Joe. Emily Blunt, uh, as the romance character. Paul Dano, who's always fun to watch. And then a fun cameos from people like Piper Parabu, Jeff Daniels, bunch of other people. Anthony, Piper Parabu's boobs? Piper Parabu's boobs are in this, yes. Piper Paraboobs. Piper Paraboobs, I believe is what they're called. Yeah, Para Piper's boobs. Uh, Anthony, this yeah. is the first time you've ever... How many have, puns can we do? Have you heard of this movie before? It's the first time you saw it. I've heard of it, yeah, of you course. Have uh, heard no, of I haven't it. seen it until this point. Okay, well, give us the uh, clean, fresh jock uh, recap there. This movie's set in the future in a time where there's two timelines... 2072 and 2044, we're mostly sitting in 2044, I believe. And people from the future, uh, time, time travel's been invented. They send people um, from the future back to the past to have them executed because in the 2072 future, it is illegal to, I guess, execute people and dispose of the bodies. There's really no good way of doing it. So they figured out, just send them to the past and hand ha- Hire people to do it for you. These people that kill these people are called loopers. And Joseph Gordon-Levitt's a looper. You do this for money. And eventually, you get to the point where in your career, you have to kill your old self. And that closes the loop. And then you you retire. And and this movie is about uh, him trying to kill his old self. And he realizes his old self doesn't want to die. And there's a bunch of mysteries that unravel, including uh, a kid with telekinesis. Yes, that's kind of just added on there uh, a little bit, but yeah, very we uh, very twisty, time travelly, uh, interesting movie here. I like playing the game where we figure out if Anthony liked the movie or not. Rugs, what do you say? Um, we're in the game right now. Yes, we're in the game. You, Everybody who's listening is in the game too. Okay, so you guys place your bets. Place your bets, Rugs, and uh, we'll <laughs> we'll go from there. <laughs> Tell me if you think Anthony liked the movie, and then tell me, give me some opening thoughts on this uh, looper. No, I'm not going to tell you what I think. Okay. Because I I don't think he liked this movie. Okay. Okay. I think he, I think that he likes aspects of this movie, but I don't think he 100% loves this movie. 
Okay, I was actually That's my feeling. Okay, I'm going to go. I was I was kind of feeling the other way and I think you actually may have enjoyed this movie uh with the crazy twist at the end um just cuz I don't know. It's 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 entertaining and it's the filmmaking is good. Anthony, did you <laughs> like this movie? Did we hit spoiler alert? Uh yes. Okay, uh, I spoiler alert. All right, there you go. Um I liked aspects of this oh, movie. Yeah. I overall I liked it, but I think the ending for me falls makes the movie kind of fall apart. Yes. Okay. The, the time travel it it's the same sort of thing as Terminator, except it's quickly established and we can get into it later that yeah. what they're trying to pull off was it doesn't make any sense. Yes. Yeah, so, okay. No, and they break their own rules. They yes. break their own rules. They bre- and they break their own rules with the solution to the to the problem in but this movie. But you can argue if you create your rules, you follow them. I think you could get away with breaking them if it cleans everything up. I the you know, the first time I saw this movie, I, it has a great opening scene that you're not expecting, you know. That it's hard when you watch it again cuz you kind of know what's going to happen. Uh but if you've never seen it, I just right in the beginning you're like, "Whoa, what's going on? He's standing there." Somebody just shows up, gets shot. I love time travel movies, and I love uh, kind of how smart this one was in trying to try something new. You know, this one's done a thing that we have been told. I've been trained from Back to the Future movies you cannot do, which is create a paradox, which is you cannot ever interact with yourself if you travel back in the past because things start disappearing. Well, not in this movie. Uh, this. Well, they do it inconsistently. Yes, they do it inconsistently. And, like Bruce Willis disappears at the end, yeah. but not the, the the truck that he stole, all the gold yeah. that he brought there. Right. And the reason that shouldn't be there yeah. if he's not there. But like, yeah, basically this movie. Um, now, if you ever listen to the thing that Anthony was referring to is my how I t- dissect movies is that you can break your own rules. Yeah. But there has to be a really good reason or has to be an ingenious reason why you broke the, your rules or something that is just so so crazy that you had to break it. I, they just broke their, the rules just because just like, yeah, they, they set up plenty of times in this where they could have had a multiple, which would solve the problem, a multiple time stream thing where like there's divergent timelines. Right. And then they back off of that. Yeah. And then they, all of a sudden they have Bruce Willis disappear at the end, which <laughs> means that it does that, that, that that's not the case. So they could have, they've, they could have broken their rules, but they kind of broke them, then they went back, and they broke them, and they went back. So they were they kept on waffling on these rules. Yeah, I, I would agree. Yeah, since we're already in it, let's do it. Fuck it. <laughs> Sorry, Imran. Yeah, go ahead. Um, the, the movie wants to have the movie wants to play with aspects of a multiverse, but then also wants to create a time loop. The, yes. So the ending, spoiler, spoiler. Yeah. He, the Bruce Willis is attempting to kill the Rainmaker, who is this evil crime lord, but he's a kid at this point, and he wants to kill him as a kid. But it's already been established in the film that Bruce Willis's timeline, the Rainmaker exists, right? Yeah. That's why he's going back in time to kill him. Yet they try to establish it with the ending that Joseph Gordon-Levitt, by killing himself, prevents the Rainmaker from existing because the Rainmaker is only going to exist because of Bruce right. Willis killing the Rainmaker's mom. That is a huge... That does not make par- any no. fucking sense. It's called a paradox. It is a huge paradox. But the, I know yeah. that's a paradox, yeah. but they established in the beginning of the film yeah. that the Rainmaker exists because of reasons, not because of this. Yeah, I think that that whole thing weakens the movie. I think that if they just made it about Bruce Willis not wanting to die, 
and wanting to live his life because he's just a fucking badass right. and doesn't give a fuck. Right. Like this is what I would have done. First of all, if you're if you're uh, one of the things that drives me crazy is like, okay, we can't kill people, uh, you know, uh, in the future because you know of reasons. Like you know, the 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 bodies can be tracked. We just don't kill people in the, fu- that, in the future. They, was, they could be, but tracked. they kill his wife right in front of him. Right. Well, that but they burn down the whole place to kind of cover that up. Well, then also. why they can't burn people down in the future? Like, why know. do they need that's, to use the time, a, time machine? Then it doesn't make hole. any sense. It is a plot hole. So, yes. Yeah, it is fucking huge plot yes. hole. <laughs> So uh, Ryan Johnson doesn't like to think when he writes things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's all I really. I mean, he has great ideas, and he has. I mean, the the ideas in this movie, the concepts are great, but he just doesn't know how to stick the landing. Yeah, and yeah. Um, he doesn't know how to like edit out things that are that are actually hindering the movie. So while I really respect this, this is my opinion on this is I really respect this film for taking thirty million dollars. And making such a crazy, cool yeah. sci-fi movie. And not only that, but extracting a decent performance from Bruce Willis, which he doesn't do anymore. <laughs> and, um, you know, all like right. all yeah. of those things are there. I mean, the prosthetics, I don't know. I don't really mind it that much, but it wasn't wasn't necessary because Jordan, Gordon, whatever, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, he performed Bruce Willis, like, even without really that. Really well. He, 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 he did. Yeah. So he that wasn't unnecessary. He doesn't really. You could tell he doesn't really know how to edit him his ideas or when to go. No, nah, I don't need that. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Like he doesn't. He doesn't know that. But um, he doesn't knives out for some reason. That that's like his newest movie. He made a bunch of other fucking movies, and now he he made that. So it's his newest movie. It's his best movie. I would say so. Yeah. Yeah. Let me actually rugs hit on a point sorry Imran we're just gonna oh, not no, let you talk ahead. ever go ahead. you might start coughing pretty I'm, soon I'm, that's fine I'll be gargling some something <laughs> um, but I think the ending you know they're, they're trying to create this loop but I think the ending works better they're, what they're kind of getting at is that Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character is, is a selfish guy and finally realizes like hey I need to do something not just for myself and that's a brilliant theme right that's a brilliant theme so just stick with that yeah. And have him kill Bruce Willis and be like, you know what? This isn't my future. The Rainmaker may or may not exist if Bruce Willis kills him, but it's wrong to kill a kid. So I'm going to fucking kill. Like, you, it's wrong to kill someone for crimes they haven't committed. Yeah. Like, that would be a stronger thing. And the movie still works. But the whole, like, I kill myself, I save, the, I make the Rainmaker never exist this is the reason why I'm killing myself. Bruce Willis disappears. It, it doesn't work. It doesn't work with what Ryan Johnson established as the rules. I mean, you got Bruce Willis killing kids, which is crazy. And then he just, that's er- great. He er- I like that. He I like that. It, it went there. Yeah. I yeah, love he went that. There. Uh, but him killing himself at the end is yes, it is. It makes your head hurt when you start thinking about it because then none of that stuff that they showed us ever happened. But the, the old Joe cannot be, the reason the Rainmaker is there because the Rainmaker is the reason old Joe is there. I watched an interview with Ryan Johnson about it, and he was like, well, it's the old chicken or the egg theory. It, I was is, like, it is a little bit. It is. I was like, it yeah. is, but it isn't because you established in this timeline that the Rainmaker existed without that having happened. So how did he how did that happen the first time? Right, the first time. Yeah. Yeah. Look, overall, structurally, I will admit that like the first two acts of this movie, I feel like they're paced really well. They're very stylish and cool. And then when they get to the farm with Emily Blunt, like the whole movie just slows down and almost yeah, becomes well, a separate. That's movie. what happens. Yeah, if it, I think that he could have gotten away with more if he 
kept the pace up. Yeah. And you were entertained and you wouldn't have time to think about all this shit. And, but you did. Yeah. And you got bored. And yeah. then you can't, once you get bored with a movie or you're like, oh, come on, where's this going? And you wanted to pick up and it doesn't really, doesn't really stick the landed. You, you start to think about like why? Cause I remember I went to the theater to watch this and I was like, oh, a fucking cool new time travel movie. Yeah. Um, Bruce Willis is in it. He, I, you know, he was in 12 monkeys. He was in a much better time travel. Yes. Movie, that, yeah. But like, um, you know, I'm like, I'm down to see this movie. And then I don't, I didn't remember shit. <laughs> and usually if I don't remember a movie after I've seen it, like it means it was, it, it wasn't good. And I, I was like excited to watch it because I was like, why wasn't it good? I was like, why didn't I like this? Why didn't I go back and watch it again? And then I realized that while I was watching, I'm like, oh, this is why I'm like, it is cool. He did a lot with $30 million. Yeah. I got to give him that. Yeah. He did get a great performance out of the actors. He did like a stout, he, you know, he, Emily Blunt, like was not on my, on my radar until I saw this movie. I don't think so. He did like bring a lot to the table. But it just the the whole thing about the you know you you can't have a sci fi movie be a classic if it doesn't at least structurally work. Yeah, structurally it does kind of fall apart in the end. And Emily Blunt is great, but all of a sudden there's romance and they bang. And then even the whole TK mutations, the fact that people have telekinesis powers, is just like tacked on for yeah. There's no real like reason. anything to that. And the kid is kind of like a kid from another horror movie. That all of a sudden is 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 like uh, killing people. Uh, it's just. I mean, I don't uneven. mind that yeah. that it's out of left field yeah. in a way, but like, it just it was just to make the Rainmaker badass. It wasn't like germane to anything else. If they would have had other loopers that were using that stuff right. or whatever, right. it would be cool. But like, they don't. Um, Anthony, uh, what'd you think of uh, JGL's performance? I thought he was pretty good, despite. Having a very distracting face. Did that prosthetic distract you at all? I thought he was awesome in this movie, first yeah. off. Yeah. Um, he didn't really, even with the prosthetic, look like Bruce Willis, in my opinion. Yeah, it wasn't necessary. And But he acted like him, I thought. But, but I will say, I thought the prosthetic would distract me, and then within maybe like 10 minutes of watching the film... I was like, that's his face. Yeah. yeah. I, it didn't bother me at all, yeah. actually. It bothered me in the beginning, but then you totally forget about it by the end. It's, yeah. By the way, that is called, do you know, anybody know the name of that? It's called a philtrum. Oh, shit. What's that? What was it? What was it? The little divot ridge between your nose and mouth. Well, he had like called a, a prosthetic on his nose, the bridge of his nose yeah. to make it more yeah. like a Roman nose. Yeah. And then he had the philtrum. Well, because Bruce Willis has a very specific long Phil Trump, if you look at his face, I thought he resembled him enough, but then he really channeled a young Bruce Willis in that performance, uh, which was fun to watch. Even I read somewhere Bruce Willis was also impressed. He's like, damn, that what that you look like me. Yeah, I feel like me. It's crazy. Um, but yeah, he was. I just accepted it as his face. Yeah, like, that, by oh, the end of it, his face. He's making that. Yeah. He's making that. I smell the fart look, too. Right, Rex? At one point. Yeah, he's like, he does that. He does the fart. He does that fart a lot. Acting. Um, yeah. But that's why I say his his performance was so good. Yeah. I don't think you need the prosthetics. I, I mean, I, look, I'll agree. This movie plays really fast and loose with time travel mechanics. It doesn't commit to a multiverse uh, theory or a single line theory. It does both. Like if there's a multiverse, great. But then you can't carve on your hand and, and have it show up on the guy in the future and him not remember that he fucking carved on his hand. Uh, it should have already been there. It's not going to show up now. <laughs> uh, but I feel like the filmmaking overall kind of uh saves the movie experience overall it's, it's it is good like I'll, I'll get like 
not only do you have time travel, but you throw in telekinesis, you throw in killing kids, you have good performances from Bruce Willis and JGL. You also have like um, the idea of like this guy being this super selfish guy, and then like having to like most of these time travel movies. I expected it to go where him and his him and his older self are going to team up, right? Right. Like get after the bad guys, but like. They kind of play with the fact like they're enemies at, yeah, at certain yeah. points. There's Ryan and Johnson like, subverting expectations again. Loves right. To and, do you, that. and you think Bruce Willis is like the good guy. Yeah. And then he's killing kids and you're like, like wait, this wait, guy wait. has to be stopped. Yes. But wait, he's actually like trying to do this for a good reason. Like there is a lot of good stuff there. But if he's breaking the loop at the end when he shoots himself, how does the loop get started? Well, oh, yeah. Look, yeah. Look, it's that's the it thing. Makes like, my there's head hurt. a lot of things that do work really well in this film. There's a lot of stuff like the themes and the ideas are great. It's just how he brings them home and ties them together are a little bit flaccid. They're floppy. Yeah, it's close to being a really great time travel sci-fi movie, but it's very good at this point. They got an eye, do- eye drop drug, which seems to be that's very popular now. They got that in Westworld, too, where you, yeah. you take drugs uh, by dropping eye drops. I've never seen this. I will. Can you smoke weed that way? Is that a thing? We have to try that. Probably I don't know. I probably try. Should not break open one of those fucking uh, oil things. Yeah, and throw it in your. I eye probably should not be dropping THC. Put it in your butthole. <laughs> oh, can you do that? Oh, oh that's a drop. Just got me, uh, got me excited. But uh, yeah, overall, I mean, there's some fun stuff he does. If you notice, there's a lot of cloud motifs in the movie. Like you know how when he puts the cream in the milk, it, it focuses on that. It looks like a cloud. There's dust clouds. It all ties into this rainmaker. Uh, plot point rainmaker motif she there's even a duster that's making rain that she has so so do you agree that it should have a 90 percent on i don't know tomatoes? that seems a little high uh for the, for the critics what was rating. the average critic rating 8.1 8. 8. oh wow that yeah it's about i don't know it's about well you know people i mean it's a newer kind of thing like it, no one's ever done it the way yes, he's done it yes it's an original sort of idea on a time travel trope i feel like he has he's he's Got a lot of great things going in this uh, in this film and, and with the acting and stuff, and so I think that a lot of people just forget about the other stuff. Yeah, that, I think that that it can sidestep all the fucking paradoxes by all the good things going. It kind of gets away with it, uh, and it. But this is by no means perfect, no, or even close. No, and it could have been with just a little bit of that tightening up, but that third act just kind of fucking slows everything. It's a little down. sloppy, but a little floppy. the hook, the crazy hook twist at the end. You're left with like, oh, fuck, wait a minute. Oh, none of that. Wait, what's going on? And it's just like a mind fuck at the end. Uh, so that makes you so forget the sloppiness you just seen. Do you, know? you trade the fact that it's the great redemption story or like a story of a guy realizing he's a selfish prick yeah. and his whole life's not going to amount to anything and making a choice? Is that is that enough to save this film in your eyes? Um. What do you mean? If they change the kid and the like, rainmaker, was it enough for you to ignore the problems? He's saying what happened in the film. You could still ride the theme of like the guy realizing yeah, that he's yeah, there's no, more to live yeah. for than just himself. I think it is. I think it's enough to save the film. I think it's enough. Uh, there's enough well, meat there. Obviously, ninety percent on Rotten Tomatoes. A lot of people probably went along with that. Yeah. What do you guys think? But not me. What do you guys think? No, let's rate it then. <laughs> do you think the acting and the theme save this movie, Anthony? What would you rate? Looper. I'm going to give it a 6.5. Oh, shit. Okay. So I liked it, but I, I would have given it a higher score, like a 7.5 or 8, yeah. if they would have stuck the landing. But yeah. it really bothered me that 
That was the ending. And endings are hard. We see this time and time again. First two acts are fucking great. And then the third act, it's so... I think in Knives Out, he nails that third act. Yeah. You know? And it's surprising. Because, again, that movie is structured the same way. Halfway through, you think you know what's going on. And then he just fucking turns everything on its head. Just like here. Rugs, what would you give Looper? This has a lot of things that I love about movies occurring. Yeah. You have a director who wrote the movie yep. so it's coming from a, a, a singular a source. vision yeah it's got a vision yeah okay he fucking did it he filmed it for hardly any money all right he so this is a very kind of personal thing for him yeah. he tried to bring something new to the table he didn't really he had problems with um the breaking his own rules and kind of things happening unnaturally and um it should be an eight if it worked out perfectly, but it didn't. So I'm going to drop it down to like a seven. Oh, all right. Yeah. Okay. That's all positive. No, I feel the same way. I love time travel movies. I love always seeing a new take, you know, whether it's a movie like primer or time crimes, or we did predestination edge of tomorrow. This one does all that. And it has its own spin. And, uh, and, and Ryan Johnson's vision is great, but I agree. The end of it kind of gets sloppy. I'm going to give it a 7.75. Just almost made an 8. But, and it would have, if it could have just cleaned a little bit of that up and made some more sense. Yeah. But I think it kind of gets away with breaking its own rules to an, a degree. Definitely an interesting movie. Fun to talk about. Fun to think about. So, thank it's you. It's up to you to decide whether you want to go with it or not. Yeah. I, I would agree. I think that um, every individual will have a, a different score for this just because... It, there's no wrong answer on like y- yes I don't think the time travel the rules work but right. the, some some people a lot of people obviously think the themes are are more important or or just the overall entertainment value is enough to be like eh or or they maybe even think it works who knows there's a lot of gray area with this yeah so I mean but it's always the good thing about it is that it's not in the fucking fours it's not in the weeds back there it's still up in the in a good area where it's worth watching. Oh, if you're so. making a list of like, you know, great time travel movies, this this is definitely in the top 10, I would say. It's, it's in the conversation. It's in the conversation. So great pick. Thank you, Jose Ibarra. Jose. For your support and for picking this movie. You can do the same listener. Sign up, com slash Patreon. $10 a month or more tier gets your movie reviewed. Let's do some news from the nation. <laughs> It's time for news from the nation. It's time for news from the nation. My balls was hot. My butt's hot. Your butt. That was a warm one. Uh, yeah. This is where uh, we get comments from you, the listener, from our Facebook group and emails. So the last Patreon movie review did, guys, remember two weeks ago, Raising Arizona for Wes Cranford, our buddy from Australia. He wrote in saying, hey, thanks for picking my movie. I knew Anthony wouldn't like it, and I agree with Rugs. It's not for everyone. Uh, I like it. It's quirky, but this isn't a top ten of mine. I picked it because I thought it would be divisive. Anthony, if you're interested in old the old spy genre, Three Days of the Condor. He says it'll be dated and slow, but it's quality. And Odessophile is great and I think stands up time-wise. Oh, this is a weird shift. He goes from Raising Arizona yeah, to like the, spy, the movies. spy movies. I don't know why. Maybe he said something about spy movies. Oh, I don't know. I think it's 
probably because he just noticed that I'm watching a shit watching, ton of movies. Yeah, sure. He threw two more for you. And then he mm, okay. finishes saying, hope you are all safe and enjoying the global pajama party. Love you heaps. Thanks, Wes. Nerd. Thanks for writing in. Uh, That's right, dude. Put those movies on your list there, Anthony. I don't. I, 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 <laughs> Uh, David Zika, earlier this month, when everything was getting shut down and theaters were getting shut down, we were having the discussion about theaters, which we've had every week because we don't know what's going to happen. He put up a poll in our Facebook group uh, asking the nation, when selecting your movie theater trip, what factors control your decision of which theaters to go to? Uh, and you were able to pick three. And we have results for the poll coming in at number five, sound quality. All right. Number four. Uh, they choose by a specific title you want to see. Number three, a closer theater location. Number two, convenient movie start time. And the number one factor when selecting a movie theater for the nation, comfortable and reclining seats. Oh, they forgot. He forgot something really important. What's that? Um, that you could pick your seats. Oh, being able to pick seats. Yeah, that's like a that made a huge impact on which theater I go to. So is that your number one thing you think? Yeah, of? I want to be able to buy my ticket and know what seat I'm sitting in, and then I don't have to worry about getting there on time. I can roll right in. I can skip the fucking previews and just go into my seat, and everybody can fucking move out of my way. Anthony, when get we, my seat. We, when we had movies and movie theaters, what was your number one factor? Well, how would you pick the theater you went to? Closer theater location. Yeah, that's uh, mine. Is always the the theater by my house, and then what's playing that? Right. Oh, I will go out of my way at least fifteen twenty minutes to go to a theater that has awesome seats, oh, good seats. sound, oh. good sound quality, good picture quality, and you can choose your seats. Choosing your seats, I think we could just assume that most theaters do that anyways. They just started doing it like the past year. Oh, yeah. over there, over by you, really. Well, no, I mean, it's not a common thing that you could choose your seats. Uh, I found it to be pretty pretty common now. Maybe yeah. it's just the AMCs that I've been going to. I think they started doing it like the past few years, and now it's like caught on to like the other theaters. There's some small independent theaters that, uh, that you can't do that still, but it's just, you know, it's like that one theater or one off that's been there for a long time. Uh, but all the major ones, uh, you know what I what also thought was interesting? There was a story out there, Fandango bought... The streaming service Voodoo from Walmart. Oh, shit. So that's telling. What are they thinking? They're like, hmm, we, the people are, maybe theaters are going to come back. We need to be able to sell something. We're going to sell tickets to see, watch your movie on Voodoo. Uh, so there's that move going on. <laughs> I don't know. Zika says he, him and his wife, uh, they pick by if there's something specific they want to see. That's their first factor. So it's just interesting. He also asked, should we invest in drive-in movie theaters in a COVID world? Drive-in everything? And I had the same thought. Why? This should be a boon time for drive-in theaters. You're safe in your car. Everyone's in their little bubble, in their little cubicle. You're distanced. Uh, have you, have you, either of you guys seen a drive-in movie? I, you know what? I saw one years ago in Wisconsin, in Door County. Just one time. No. I, I've done it one time. Yeah. It's an interesting experience. I don't know if I necessarily liked it, but yeah. it, it was interesting. I would rather watch it in my house. Yeah. Anthony, did you watch the movie or you just make out the whole time? A little both. Yeah, see, um, that's what happened. <laughs> the movie, well, I think I've done it twice actually, but the, the the concept is like, you know, you're still you're still watching it through like your window, which yeah. is weird. Yeah. But they have the the audio's through your speakers. Yeah, so the sound is real good. 
Yeah. And then you can order food or bring food. Well, see, I don't know if you could do that right now. You could bring food. I think you could bring yeah. food and just open drive-ins. I think uh, it's a safer way to watch movies and uh, maybe bring it back. Bring back a little bit of Americana. <laughs> I I want to go to another drive-in. They're just not around anymore. No, there's I, there was one in the burbs of Chicago, I think. Yeah, I think there's only one around here, yeah. and then there was like one in up in Wisconsin. So, good stuff. Let's end with a little. Make bit. sure you clean your windshield. Yeah, make sure you wipe it down with uh, Windex and alcohol wipes and Tito's vodka. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's finish with what are we watching? Has anybody aside from Anthony and all the movies, Anthony, have you watched anything else? Yes. So I've. It's kind of. I might have been talked about in the group, but. There is the 98 Chicago Bulls documentary that I've been yeah. watching called The Last Dance. Yes. It's on every Sunday. Uh, it started this past Sunday. It'll be n- another two episodes releasing when this airs or when this is dropped. So we'll be four episodes in, but it's the uh, Michael Jordan and the dynasty of the Chicago Bulls. They had unprecedented camera access that season, and they're releasing all those episodes. Ten now. episodes total, I believe. They're releasing two a, a week. And two, I, two a week. Yeah. I watched it, too, and holy fuck, is this good. Wow, amazing. Shit. I mean, I didn't know shit, but even I knew Michael Jordan. Like I remember clearly like I wanted the shoes, and I, a buddy of mine made me drew a, do a drawing, a pencil drawing on Michael Jordan when he was popular, but the access and the stuff I'm hearing on this is is crazy. It's stuff I'm sure nobody knew. I didn't know like a whole Scotty Pippen thing and he got paid like shit, but he's like the number two guy. Yeah. But apparently like later they made up and he actually made more than Jordan in 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 the long run, which is another article I read, but yeah, there's a lot of, I mean, a lot of things that happened back then, not to make this too sporty because we never talk about sports. <laughs> I'll talk about this. It was so good. <laughs> but uh, a lot of things that have happened during that season and, and during that time period would never fly now. Like just my Scotty Pippen would have been traded for sure. Ah, like yeah. there, there was, there would have, there would have been no way that people would have let a GM just break up a dynasty like they did. It, there's a lot of things. Yeah, the, just the relationships are crazy. But watching those old clips of him is also fucking insane because you forget the crazy shit he did. Like, he's literally, he's on the outside. There's four guys in front of him. He takes two steps and he's up at the fucking basket. Oh, shit. I was like, oh, my God, look at that. Like, it is, I've never seen anybody do that. It's it's amazing to watch even now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like absolutely. a fucking superhero. Yeah, I mean, that I grew up, though that those teams were like, I was nine to eight to 11 years old. Like that was a big part of my childhood watching those games. I remember the first year they won and they fucking flipped cars over and set them on fire and shit. That's what you should do when you win. It was a big deal. Uh, Only the first one. And then the other five, it was like, oh, this again, whatever. No problem. But yeah, the story of the last championship they won. The season starts crazy. And uh, I can't wait to watch the rest of it. Really well done. Um, I've been playing some free video games. Did you guys know the PlayStation 4? They have this play at home, stay at home campaign. And until May 5th, they are offering some free video game downloads. I was able to download the Uncharted collection, the first three Uncharted games free. And this game called Journey, this indie, really weird, soothing game. Also free until May 5th. Uh, Rugs, I would check it out if you need some free games. I love Uncharted. I started so. I started playing that. It's a lot of fun. It's like playing it's like playing an Indiana Jones movie. Yeah. And then Journey is this really weird, soothing, like platformer adventure. There's no dialogue, and you're kind of playing 
this Jawa from the Star Wars, this character, it's faceless. He's got a shroud on and you're walking through sand and you're, uh, and, and you're, there's these structures and even the sand. It's so beautiful because sometimes it reflects like water. It seems like you're underwater, but you're not, but it's just sand. And it's just a weird game because it doesn't really tell you what to do. Feels like a bag of sand. You just, oh, feels like I felt boobs. Sounds like those, uh, Hey, it sounds like Limbo in those games that I like. And it's got a really like mellow soundtrack and you're just kind of walking around trying to figure out what the fuck you're supposed to do with this little Jawa character. So I don't know. That's what I've been doing. Uh, free games. Check it out. Mm, I want to play some games, but I haven't had a chance. But uh, as far as what I'm doing, um, I am not really watching as many movies as I thought I would and watching as many shows as I thought I would. I still got to get caught up on so much stuff. I got to watch Better Call Saul. Um, but I did catch two episodes of uh, this week that I, are basically like cliffhangers to next week's shit. And I can't wait for all this shit to go down. Westworld uh, this week was fucking phenomenal. Was and it was a great action sequence in it. And uh, shit's going down. And now I'm like, really, like, I'm all dialed in now. Like, now, like, all the setup is about to, like, all the yep. shit's about to hit the fan. Yep. So I'm great on that. And then um, Clone Wars. Finally, Ahsoka Tano, get, she meets up with Anakin, Ooh. gets her lightsabers back, and she's now squarely in the sights of Darth Maul. Oh, shit. And shit's about to go down. So I am fucking pumped for these two new episodes that are coming out this week. And um, hopefully I will get to watch some more movies uh, and uh, have something to put on the binge reports. Uh, I, Street Fighter is coming up. I want to hear. Not, the, not the Jean-Claude Van Damme Yo, one. The Sunny, Sunny Chiba. Chiba one. I'm going to have to watch that movie again and then listen to your review. That one will be Dude, fun. like I can't wait. I forgot how fucking just ridiculous <laughs> this movie is. Like th- like it's a Japanese film, right? And it is like I don't know if they're trying to be mis- more misogynist than any other film, but they did it. Jeez. <laughs> right? Like Terry Sarugi basically just grabs women and just starts like fondling them and making out with them like against their will and like it's on like, he's the hero of the he's the hero of the movie. It's on Netflix, you said? Oh, it's on Amazon oh, Prime. Oh, Amazon Prime. Okay. Oh, it's so bad. Like he's doing he's doing his best Bruce Lee impression. Yeah. And it's just Sonny Chiba and it just he's just so fucking ridiculous to watch. <laughs> you will laugh and still th- and and at the same time being like, This is fucking insane what I'm watching. If it's good enough for Clarence Worley oh in God. true romance, it's good enough for me. Oh, I love it. I, I remember I have such crazy memories watching this film. Remember the remember the guy that he fights in the he is this one scene where he goes to like the dojo and takes on the guy who runs the dojo um, and like in front of all of his disciples. Yeah. And the guy is literally like this guy. It's like a foot shorter than him and fat and old. <laughs> and it's just fucking funny. You got to watch that. There you go. Street Fighter on Amazon. I can't wait to finish it. I got to watch the end. Oh, he's still watching it. Uh, I'm going to check that out. Last thing before we're done, I got to say special shout out uh, to a podcasting buddy, Michael Emke. He runs the We Be Geeks Network, which we are on and hosts three shows, We Be Geeks, Mighty Marvel Geeks, and Wookiee Radio. And we support each other on the Patreon. So their show supports our Patreon. We support the We Be Geeks Network. He sent me a nice little gift for being a Patreon member this week. It's these two really cute bluetooth speakers by this company called biddy boomers they're like the uh, pop culture licensed bluetooth speakers so one of them is a little spider-man egg and one is a little chewbacca head 
Geek Boner. And they're actually pretty loud uh, and they're really small. So I wanted to say thanks. Check out his shows. It's a very nice gift. Bitty Boomers. It's very smart. It's like Funko Pops, but with Bluetooth speakers and uh, licensed characters. Cool. You guys want one of these? I got two. Okay. I'm, yeah, whatever. No, I'm keeping Dead both. Tony. I'm keeping both of them. Okay. Fuck okay. you guys. You can pair them together, too. Stop talking about them if you're not going to give them one. You want one? Right? Yeah. You want the Chewbacca? <laughs> you can have the Chewbacca one. <laughs> no, I'm keeping them. They're too cute. Uh, <laughs> Anthony, any final words this week? How are people supposed to remain sane in fucking week seven or eight of this lockdown? How are people that remain sane? Um, yeah, I'm about to lose my shit over here. You got to start jacking off with other, like, different hands. Um, <laughs> sit, do the stranger where you sit on the hand. The stranger, yeah. I guess this is more appeals that's a good idea. Maybe take a banana, eat the banana, Vaseline up the banana, put it in the microwave, then oh, fuck the banana shit. skin. Ah, uh, okay. Never that's mind. That's really creative. <laughs> and then you can... Freeze the banana for other uses. Yeah. All right. All good tips for a uh, pandemic. I don't, I don't have anything from- for women. I'm sorry. Doug and their podcast rugs. Where can the listener find you? You can find me on Twitter at really rugboy, where I have just got a new follower. Oh, fun. oh, one. It was a. Uh, it's 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 Harry Knowles from Ain't It Cool no News. Way. Sorry, original so, geek himself huh yeah the original geek who started this whole fucking shit that we're doing man any cool news back in the day was the spot to get your information he's a disgraced man who has been me too oh, because of his shit. perversion oh, shit he's like uh you know he's like uh harvey weinstein but he's following me now so wow. it's like harvey weinstein's following you that's amazing i'm not proud of it but at the same time he is responsible like i can't lie and say that he's not because he was, the yeah. site, his site was the site to go to to get scoops. It certainly was, and it still looks the way it looked like in it's, 1995. I don't, I don't go there now. No, I don't go there now either. But. I mean, you don't need it. All right, look at the celebrity follow for Rugboy. That's great. On my own ain't a cool news That's now. That's right. <laughs> uh, also, check out the show notes for this episode, jockandair.com slash 325 for links to all the bullshit we talked about, how to support the show, how to get in touch, how to subscribe so you never miss a show. Thanks for listening. Share the show. Sp- uh, word of spoil mouth. Spoil the show. Spoil the movie. Spoil the rod. Spare the baby. Share the show. Word of mouth is the best way to help us grow. Beat your kids. So nice. yeah, beat your kids and tell a person, listener. Just tell one person. That person will tell a person, and then uh, there you go. Then we take over the world. Yeah, we. <laughs> this is see, Corona's ruining the show. I know. Okay. I can't say spread it like a virus or <laughs> let's be communicable diseases. Like it's taking all the humor. Those are all the jokes I had to get to. The point is, uh, thanks for listening. Stay safe. Stay healthy. We'll see you next time. Uh, uh, and I fucked up the whole ending. Should we do the actual ending? No. What's that? Yeah, do the ending. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. My name is Imran. Make sure you don't edit that out. My name's Anthony. I won't edit it out. He's the jock. He's a nerd. We'll catch you next time. This is going great. That's a big fuck up right there.